present and future of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Project 55. and salutations. Welcome to Project 55, your gateway to the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. I'm Chuck, and of course, I'm joined by my friend Amy. Hey, howdy, hey, how we doing? I am doing great, and I know you recently had a chance to visit Disneyland, so I want to hear about that. Yeah, I got uh, a teensy, teensy taste of the holidays. I literally walked in, watched the Christmas parade, saw the Christmas tree, and then walked back out. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was the perfect, just the little teaser, you know. It was, of course, it was great to see a Christmas fantasy again. And uh, hopefully it won't be my last time seeing it this season. So I'm hoping to make it back a couple times before the holidays end. It was just, it was fun. I don't know. Like, there's nothing... I think I mentioned this in, in you know, a previous episode. Nothing gets me in the holiday spirit quite like a Christmas fantasy. It's it's a long time tradition for me to watch and the parts of the parade that I love, you know. <laughs> like you just yeah. hear the music, I get excited. I saw Santa, I got excited. Like <laughs> Hey, well that's how you know it's really Christmas. You see Santa, right? Yeah. Even if it's brief, like just seeing Christmas fantasy parade and the Christmas tree, like those are two big Christmas components to Disneyland. So I think you I think you did good. <laughs> that sounds like a fun trip, albeit short. Yeah, the, the tree the tree was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Seeing the lights and the garland and hearing the the Christmas music, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun to just be there and experience that. Uh, and then I was also able to renew my magic key that evening. Oh, so, hey now. Okay. you know, another year of magic. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, retain the same key? Or did you downgrade or? I kept the same key. It okay. just didn't make sense for me to to downgrade because of parking. <laughs> so when I do the parking that's math, a, it just doesn't one. make sense yeah. to not have the parking. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I'm excited. Well, that's awesome. Okay. Another year of guaranteed magical memories. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We have a fun Disney Plus holiday-centric conversation coming up. So if you're looking for some holiday recommendations uh, currently on Disney Plus, so stay tuned for that. But before we get there, there's a couple news items I wanted to uh, mention. The first of which is some brand new, well, they've I guess they've been out for a little bit now, but there is new Life Day treats and some merch at Galaxy's Edge currently at Disneyland. As far as the treats we have at Docking Bay 7, there's a Kashyyyk cake, which looks amazing. It's made with a brownie base and has raspberry sauce and tiramisu with dark chocolate mousse. And then, of course, you have these red chocolate discs on top to, you know, the red orb for Life Day. So it looks really good. Mm -hmm. So that is currently available at Docking Bay 7 for $7.99. 
And you can also get a Life Day Spork at Docking Bay 7. This is a $10.99, and it comes in its own little pouch, and the Spork actually says Happy Life Day on it. So that's pretty cool. And these items are available when? They're available now through January 9th. So as you're listening to this, you still have uh, about a month or so. Nice. Now, of course, with the Spork, it's while supplies last. So watch that. I know Mm. they've been rather popular, so I would definitely check ahead of time uh, if they have those, if that's something you're looking for. And then you can also get these cheesy blue orbs at Ronto Roaster. And these are fried cheese balls dusted with blue Parmesan cheese powder. And they're $5.99. And it looks like you get three of them. Interesting. So fried cheese balls, I'm sure that's going to be great. I mean, who doesn't love fried cheese, right? (laughs) I was a little thrown by the blue. (laughs) But I mean, hey. I mean, those flavors sound good, though. So I'm sure that's going to taste great. And then rounding it out, you have a Life Day Cheese Branch at Kat Sakaz Kettle. And this is filled with cream cheese, Parmesan, and cheddar. And it's sprinkled with uh, some red peppers on top. So, yeah, if you're if you're looking for kind of a cream cheese sort of fried stick, this is probably going to taste amazing. Sounds like it's a modified version of the cheddar garlic twist that they used to have at Fantasy Fair at Maurice's Treats. Yeah, sounds pretty similar yeah, okay. to that. Yeah, so yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, so these are definitely some fun new eats and treats to try when you're in Batu. So far, the feedback I've heard, everything's great. So I haven't heard anyone complain about any of the items yet. So something to check out during your next mission to Batu. All right, and then this next news story, staying in the realm of eats and treats, Disneyland has released the schedule for their handmade candy canes. Now, if you're unfamiliar with this, this is something that's been going on for quite a while seasonally at Disneyland is at the Candy Palace in Disneyland Park and as well as Trolley Treats in DCA, they actually hand make these candy canes uh, that you can purchase and they become super popular with the advent of social media, they really took off. <laughs> like People like literally are stalking mm-hmm, yeah. when these candy canes. So as you're listening to this, a couple days have already passed, but you still have about 10 days to get them between Disneyland and DCA. So at Disneyland Candy Palace, they will have the handmade candy canes December 10th, 12th, 17th, 19th, and 24th. And then Trolley Treats will have them available the 11th, 13th, 18th, 20th, and 25th, Christmas Day. And of course, we will link this in our show notes so you can have them readily available. And then just so you know, the process this year, so when you go to pick up your candy cane, you're going to be added to a mobile wait list. So you can add yourself on the wait list. And once it's your turn, you will receive a text to come back and pick up your candy cane. Be forewarned, these are extremely popular. So if you're going to go one of those days, I would recommend getting there at park opening and making a dash towards Candy Palace or Trolley Treats, depending on the day. And getting yourself on that wait list because they will probably fill up pretty quickly. The candy canes are very limited when they do offer them. Uh, they, they only make so many. So just keep that in mind. Amy, have you had one of the handmade candy canes before? I have. There was one year where I remember it was 
late at night and I had been there with a group of friends. We were sitting on the porch across from the Candy Palace and happened to like look at the window and I was like, oh my gosh, are they making, they're making candy canes. Like I had never (laughs) seen them make them before. Automatically like made a beeline to the window and we stood there for quite a while watching. It's a very like, if you've ever watched candy making, it's, it's a very, I don't know, everything about making candy has to be so precise because you have to have, you know, very specific temperatures and and everything needs to happen. Like measurements There's need to be an art to it. spot yeah. on. Yeah. So we were <laughs> we were standing there just watching the process and and as they're, you know, heating the the candy and and twisting and pulling it into the shape of the candy cane and watching them do that. And and it was just absolutely fascinating. And a a good significant amount of time had passed. And we had been standing, as I said, for a while, we ended up, um, we started out on the outside part of the window and then ended up inside on that larger side window, kind of watching as everything was happening. We're watching the amount of candy that's left and the little, mold thing that they use to kind of shape the cane around to get the right size and you know so everything's consistent in size and whatnot and I'm looking at how much they have left and I was like they're gonna have not enough to make a full one or there's gonna be a little bit left over you know so we're watching I was like I wonder what they're gonna do bless his heart the sweet cast member who was making the candy canes he saw us standing there that whole time and he ended up taking I don't know there was maybe three inches, maybe three, four inches of, of candy that was left, let it solidify and then broke it and brought it out in a little dish and asked us if we wanted to sample a taste of the candy cane. That's cool. And I had never had like fresh. Right. It was really good. I, I liked it that way. I think I liked it that way better than like the cold, hard candy cane. <laughs> it was quite delicious. Yeah, so that was kind of neat that he, you know, brought us all a piece of that to try. And then I think it was the year after that I actually made it to go and buy one. And that was, I think, the one and only time I've actually bought one. And I don't know why I bought one. (laughs) Because I am personally not that big of a fan of candy canes. So I was like, I just spent a lot of money on this really cool, ginormous candy cane. Now what? So I, I ended up gifting it to someone and I don't know, it was, I guess, the excitement of getting one and actually getting one that was fun for me. And yeah. so I did it once and I think I think I'm good. Like if I was a bigger candy cane fan, I'd maybe, you know, make more of an effort. But the, my one time experience was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of echo your sentiments. I'm not a big candy cane person either. It, it's interesting because I love like the candy cane or peppermint flavor and like ice cream and other treats like that. But I'm not really big on the actual candy cane itself per se, mainly because I've never really been someone who likes like suckers and, and things like that. So just not really my thing. But I will say you know, I, I was able to get the handmade candy cane once and it was fun just for the experience and the kind of the memory because it's really cool to watch them make it and then to to actually physically get it. It, it just creates like a nice memory, like kind of a nice, fun little souvenir for the holidays. So yeah, the whole experience of it, I think, is what I like, which I think is fun. But I, I do know like 
people rave about these candy canes. Apparently, they're just something magical in those Disneyland candy canes <laughs> compared to, you know, regular store-bought. It, so. it was tasty. I will give you that. I can imagine like a fresh candy cane would certainly be better than, you know, like a store-bought one that was probably made, you know, months and months ago. But there you go. If you're looking for a Disneyland candy cane, again, just uh, make sure you show up early on those days. They also limit one per guest. So just keep that in mind as well. Last bit of news we wanted to touch on here. And this one was interesting because I feel like it sort of lit the internet up for a few hours. And then Disney like just kind of uh, extinguished that fire rather quickly. But uh, <laughs> it was initially reported on various sites that during the uh, IAAPA lunch and learn event imagineer chris Beatty revealed that the previously announced avatar experience that was supposed to be coming to disneyland resort would be making its way to disney california adventure park and of course you know everyone went mad with speculation like oh where's it gonna go what kind of uh, experience <laughs> are we talking about is it full-blown attraction full-blown land where's it going right Mm-hmm. Disney, of course, quickly backtracked that and said that they actually did not announce the location of the Avatar experience and we're, we're left with that. So is it going to be DCA? Is it Disneyland? Did Chris Beatty kind of spill the beans unintentionally or before he was supposed to? Who knows, <laughs> right? But all we do know at this point is that an Avatar experience is coming to the Disneyland Resort. Me personally... I think Chris probably revealed this before he was supposed to, that they do have plans for it to be in DCA. Like, oops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only because if it was to go to Disneyland, where would they put it in Disneyland? Can you think of an area in Disneyland where an avatar experience would fit or go? I mean, unless they're going to completely overhaul Tomorrowland and, you know, gut out that whole section i don't know you run into the issue of the monorail beams Mm -hmm. and oh you're talking about like that area back where the motorboat cruise was and everything yeah like back like that whole area if you were to cut out Utopia, the submarines utilize where the boats were like that whole section back there could possibly maybe i I don't even know if that's enough space for something like that i can't think of anywhere else yeah, I mean, the, the only spots that really come to my mind would be, like you mentioned, Tomorrowland, or if they decided to finally just put the nail in the coffin of Critter Country and Pooh. <laughs> I don't see them doing that, especially because that'd be a very harsh transition, I feel, <laughs> between Tiana's Bayou Adventure to Pandora or at the World of Avatar. <laughs> that'd be kind of a harsh transition. Not that Imagineers couldn't make it work, I suppose, but I don't see them doing that. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so Disneyland just, uh, it, it feels to me like if it's going anywhere, DCA does seem like the place. Now, again, there's speculation on how big this is because, of course, you know, when Bog Iger announced it back towards the beginning of the year, he just basically said an Avatar experience is coming to Disneyland. Didn't really provide any other details. So, you know, experience could be anything from a full blown, you know, world or land to, a meet and greet, right? <laughs> like it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. However, there was a D23 article that was released in March and they did mention specifically when talking about this upcoming Avatar experience that and it promises to be just as amazing as the 
avatar elements that are found currently at Walt Disney World and the Animal Kingdom. And of course, Animal Kingdom has an entire Pandora themed land and as well as a couple of attractions. So the fact that they're making that comparison, you know, it would lead you to believe that this is going to be more than a meet greet, right? <laughs> it's going to be something su- substantial. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's say they do put it in DCA, right? Where, where do you think it would go in DCA? If it's going to be the magnitude of what they have in Florida and we're going to have a full-blown like Avatar land, where, where would you think that would go? Or where, where would you want it to go? The only thing that I could think of would be, I remember there were, at one point in time, there were rumors about Toy Story Lot. Oh, okay. Being the like what the old the old cast member K lot and the Toy Story lot, there were talks about gutting all of that and turning that into like a park extension or an additional yeah. park or something. And I have no idea how that would even work because it's so far. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's a, who knows who knows, but I feel like that's a big enough space that you could do. And, you know, the distance, they could actually play that into the theme. Like you could board some kind of like, quote unquote, shuttle or something, right? To take you to Pandora. They could do, I don't know. They could do mm-hmm. something visually like that to kind of immerse you in the experience of traveling to a different planet, so to speak. So that that's one. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like your thinking. I'm hoping that this Avatar themed experience kind of ties into the Disneyland Ford project. And, uh, you know, instead of actually taking up space in somewhere we have now, it's actually going to, you know, be part of an expansion that hopefully, you know, this Disneyland Ford project sees some traction here with the city of Anaheim, because that, that would be nice if we could actually, you know, add it somewhere and not subtract something from DCA. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm seeing a lot of speculation that Grizzly Peak area might become Pandora. And that kind of hurts my heart a little bit because that's my favorite area of DCA. <laughs> well, and I just, I did that whole space. Like I can't, I can't imagine them taking that right away because it's such a popular attraction during the hot season. Oh, the river run, yeah. You know, everybody loves to go on yeah. Grizzly and yeah, and and get soaked on that ride. Also, I feel like aesthetically with the Grand Californian Hotel and just that whole vibe that's over there, I, to put something like like Pandora in there just doesn't make sense because it doesn't fit with it doesn't fit with the Grand Californian at all. They would have to do a lot of re like retheming to the out word structure of the Grand California that faces DCA at least. So I, I feel like there'd be a lot involved in that. And like I said, me personally, like as DCA today, as it is like, that's probably it's you're either looking at that area or in, you know, kind of the Hollywood area back where Monsters Inc is and kind of that back area. If they wanted to utilize, you know, that all those unused warehouse spaces and things like that hopefully like i said it's part of the disneyland forward project that would be cool maybe that's why they're waiting to announce where it's going to be because it's going to be part of this even bigger announcement who knows right maybe yeah i'm sure and something like that obviously there's lots of details that need to be worked out and why not things change things change very quickly things definitely change too and and that could be another reason why they backtrack this story because they were mm-hmm. like well we don't want to 100 commit to being in dca because we don't know yet <laughs> we don't know it's still kind of in flux so who knows anything's possible all we do know like i said is that an avatar experience is coming to the disneyland resort so something to look forward to i, I guess at, at the very least you know something new 
is always exciting. So at least Disneyland is being looked at to have some new things come to it. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our main topic, Beyond the Berm conversation this week. That'd be fun for Amy and I to offer up some of our holiday favorites currently playing on Disney+. Plus. And uh, Amy, I thought we could do this maybe round robin style. Maybe you could start off and we'll just kind of go trade off, throw some some of our favorites, uh, and then we can maybe discuss them a little bit. Sounds good. So what do you got first? What's a Disney Plus favorite for you? Well, this one definitely became a favorite for me last year, and I can't wait to watch it again this year. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That actually was surprisingly good. I, I, w- I didn't know what to expect, but man, that thing has a lot of heart. And it's funny, of course. I mean, you would expect that with Guardians, but yeah, that, that was a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I too wasn't quite sure what to expect because usually those those types of things are... I don't know. Any, I think I feel like anytime you try to squeeze in like a random sequel type something to anything, it's usually not as good. <laughs> but everything was great, and the little um, surprise. I, I won't. I'll keep it spoiler free. But like <laughs> the cast in this, the the special guest cast, and the storyline, it was it it was entertaining. It was. <laughs> I loved yeah. it. So that's definitely a new a new favorite for me. That's a good one. That's a good one. For me, I got to just throw this out there because it's like just classic, you know, holiday film for me. I have to rewatch it every year, usually uh, on Thanksgiving, actually. It's always a holiday kickoff movie for me, but Home Alone, the first Home Alone. Oh, yes. It's just such a classic holiday fun film. You know, the, the wet bandits just get me every time. I mean, it's just comedy gold. Like their reactions, <laughs> just so great. Everything about that movie is just fun. And then, of course, there's what? A couple sequels. I think there's only the second one is the only one that really stars Macaulay Culkin. I think after that, they kind of went in a different direction but the second one is also has its moments <laughs> yeah uh, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit more on that one because you're like really he got lost again like this happens again <laughs> as if they didn't learn their lesson the first time right right the second one isn't as fun for me as the first one but it is entertaining enough but the first one is just a classic so if, if you're only going to watch one of them well, I mean, why would you watch the second one if you didn't watch the first one? But <laughs> Home Alone, definitely worth a watch. I love it. That's one of my absolute favorite holiday films. So this Disney Plus movie is super cute. It was released back in 2019. And after I watched it, it's been a must watch for me at the holidays. It is Noel and it stars Anna Kendrick with a pretty fun cast. The music in the movie is really great. I guess the underlying story is is all about Noel understanding what the true meaning of Christmas is, seeing her discover her gifts and who she is and and how to use that at Christmas time. So I don't know, it was a really sweet movie. I ended up really enjoying it, like I said, and now it's on my must watch list. So Noel is a very cute holiday movie. If if you haven't seen it yet, I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, that's a good one. That was like one of their launch movies too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Didn't that 
sort of wasn't that like one of their first like movies they launched with i think it was one of the first big ones yeah all right so for my next favorite pick here i'd be remiss if i didn't uh, briefly touch on tim burton's nightmare before christmas i know we mentioned it briefly in our halloween recommendations but you know it plays just as well for christmas as it does halloween and if you happen to have somehow missed it for Halloween, well, here's your chance to rectify. <laughs> you can watch it during the Christmas season or holiday season. It's a fun, great movie. And of course, you know, you have that Disneyland connection with the Haunted Mansion holiday. But uh, yeah, this is a staple for me. I return to it every year, either Halloween or Christmas. Lo- I love it anytime. <laughs> either of those holidays works for me. It is definitely the versatility of that movie. Yeah. My next pick is one that is very near and dear to my heart, and it cannot be Christmas time until I have watched this one at least twice. My next pick is none other than Disney's Babes in Toyland, (laughs) starring Annette Funicello and Tommy Sands. Ed Wynn is in it, Tommy Kirk, Ray Boulder. Like, it's just such a great cast. It's back from the era of the triple threat where you had to be an actor, a singer and a dancer and be able to do, you know, all three of those things well. And this is literally like watching a a, a musical on stage, you know, especially in the way they filmed it. <laughs> there's there's just some nostalgic memories in watching this one. You know, and it's it's not overtly a Christmas movie, but it is for me. <laughs> And I can't have Christmas go by without watching this movie at least once. It's it's a must watch for me. If you want to step back to a different era and experience, you know, old, what I would call old classic Disney, you know, vibes, it's definitely in Babes in Toyland. So that's that's one I cannot forget is Babes in Toyland. That's a, that's a good pick. And I feel like that's one that... I don't hear people talk about as much anymore, but it's certainly a great film. And like you said, it, it's one that uh, takes you back to that golden classic era of Disney and Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse Club and kind of all of that, you know, when Disney was kind of at their peak with live action films and everything like that. So that, that's definitely a good one. I like that. All right. Well, my next one, and th- this has been a staple for me since I was a kid. I have to watch it every year, usually with the family. We we love to watch this one. But uh, I love Mickey's Christmas Carol, a classic Disney retelling of the Charles Dickens tale, Christmas Carol. And honestly, I, I love like the characters they chose. Of course, Mickey as Bob Cratchit makes sense. And Scrooge McDuck was, I feel, literally made to play Scrooge. <laughs> so it's it's perfect cast there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love Goofy as Marley and just even the the spirits, just well casted. I think the the characters they chose to use was perfect and it just plays so well and it's just so much there's so much heart to it and yeah i just uh can't get enough again for me it's just that classic disney animation those classic characters there's just so much uh, familiarity to it uh, as well as nostalgia and 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 of course you know all the holiday goodness so yeah I, that's a that's a one for me that I love to return to year in and year out during the holidays. Yeah, that's a, that's a childhood favorite as well. Well, it would not be 
Christmas if I didn't watch a few of the holiday shorts on Disney Plus. One must watch for me is Pluto's Christmas Tree. There's something about seeing Chippendale on the mantle with the Santa hats and beards pretending to be candles because I remember, I literally remember having those Santa candles. Yes, (laughs) yes. They were all the rage back in our childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I think many a house were had those Santa candles. Back in the the days, yeah. I think many a house had those candles. Yes. But that's definitely one of those shorts that I love. Yeah, watching. no, li- likewise, that's classic. It's it's right up there with Trick or Treat for Halloween, you know, as far as shorts go. Mm-hmm. And I, I love like that's one of my favorite areas. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, the queue, you know, how they have like the props, quote unquote props from that short. And you see like the Santa candles in that queue, which is fun. That was one of the parts of the queue that I got really excited about. <laughs> right. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> yeah Pluto's Christmas tree classic alright well to follow up Mickey's Christmas Carol this is another favorite of mine the Muppets Christmas Carol oh yeah absolutely love it in fact if I'm being real honest as much as I love Mickey's Christmas Carol and it is great I probably love Muppets Christmas Carol just a hair better love the Muppets a gang and Michael Caine's performance is just so earnest <laughs> in this film. I love him as Scrooge, like perfect casting, perfect casting. Mm. Yes, yes. Everything about it, from the the songs to just the set design, the story, everything is just works so well in tandem, and I just absolutely love it. This is one of my favorite all-time Muppet movies in general. There's some great ones, but this one, there's just so much uh, heart to it, and, and and I love it. And then, of course, the songs, like I said, are great as well. Uh, this is just classic Jim Henson, classic Muppets. Uh, so Muppets Christmas Carol, definitely a worthy holiday watch, in my opinion. All right, so the last one that I will mention, it's one of those movies that there's debates on is this considered a Christmas movie or is it just considered a rom-com? But I don't care. Okay. I watch it every Christmas. And Disney Plus has it listed under the Winter Favorites section on the Happy Holidays search list. So they have like a master list of all the holiday movies. It's on there. So if Disney Plus says that it's a holiday movie, we're going to call it a holiday movie. Um, <laughs> I, I can't argue with your logic. Yeah. I mean, it's here. We're going to go with it. I <laughs> love this it's just a sweet rom-com it's while you were sleeping okay. it's from the the mid 90s starring none other than sandra bullock love her along with bill pullman and peter gallagher in the main roles peter boyle was also in that movie just a really fun rom-com it is set at christmas time so we're just gonna go with it cute movie I watch it every Christmas. It's on my list of must-watch movies at the holidays. So that's that's what I'm sticking with while you're sleeping. <laughs> hey, I, I feel like if it's set during the holiday period, it's not a leap to claim it yes, as a holiday Yes, there's film. Christmas trees involved. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Christmas happens, Christmas lights, Christmas... <laughs> yes, it's a Christmas movie. So we're, 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 that's my story and I'm sticking Works to it. Works for me. Works for me. All right. Well, last last on my list. This is one that I usually also, again, return to year 
year over year, and that is Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, the first one, of course, 1994. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought this was a fun take on the Santa Claus mythos or legend. I thought it was interesting, like literally, like it's a clause. I thought that was a fun play on words. And of course, Tim Allen was was great in the film. And I love their depiction of the North Pole and the elves. And of course, Bernard the elf, like his interaction with uh, Tim Allen's Santa Claus is just, it's just fun. Everything about it, I think, is just kind of a fun classic holiday film. And of course, they have uh, two sequels. Don't like those as much as the first one. They're they're fun, but I feel like they get a little more zany as as they go along. <laughs> a little little more over the top each each go around. But the first one for me is certainly a classic. They also have the Santa Claus's series on Disney Plus. And while I haven't watched the second season, I did watch the first one and it was mostly entertaining. They did introduce the Yule verse. <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Kind of a fun play on the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> mm-hmm. Universe, I guess. That was fun. There, there's definitely a lot to like there too. So if you, if you just absolutely love Tim Allen's Santa Claus, you, you do certainly have options on Disney+. Plus. But for me, it's still the OG is the best to film. The first film, I love it so much. Uh, and like I said, that's, that's definitely another film that I love to return to year after year during during this holiday period before we go just as an honorable mention i have to throw this out there because it's another film that i have a great time with but arnold schwarzenegger's jingle all the way i feel like if you're a parent and you've ever had to shop (laughs) for your child (laughs) for christmas you probably know this pain the pain very well especially if you're like me and you're somebody who buys gifts last minute you can definitely relate to this film. And as a kid who grew up in the 80s, you know, through like the Cabbage Patch craze and like the Tickle Me Elmos in the 90s, you know, like these hot toys. This film always like brings me back to like my childhood. And, you know, because I remember like those toys that were just impossible to get or you would literally see people fighting <laughs> for a toy. That's how serious, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the toy business was. But yeah, Jingle All the Way. Yes, it's kind of zany and over the top, but it's... It's fun. You know, it's Arnold doing what Arnold does. There's a lot of fun one-liners. Of course, you know, my favorite being put the cookie down. <laughs> like, I can't get enough of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Jingle All the Way, I couldn't leave a Disney Plus holiday recommendation without at least mentioning Jingle All the Way. So a fun honorable mention to round things out here. <laughs> Now I feel like we just need to pop some popcorn. Right? Pop some popcorn, maybe put some M&Ms in it, get a little holiday popcorn going. Mm, Yeah. I like it. Get that fuzzy warm blanket, start a fire in the fireplace, put on some Christmas movies. There you go. Sounds like a great night to me. I love it. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. That is our Disney Plus Holiday Favorites. So you definitely have a list now if you were looking for some holiday uh, viewing options. And yeah, all of those can currently be found on Disney Plus. And of course, we'll link them all in the show notes as well for you. All right. And with that, I think it's time for us to say goodbye. But on behalf of Amy and myself, 
We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you did, the best way to ensure your adventures continue is to subscribe and follow the show. You can find out how to do that at helloproject55.com. And we would love to connect with you in between episodes. You can find us on our Instagram at helloproject55. Don't forget to tag us in any pictures or videos. Uh, If you guys end up having a holiday movie night, let us know what you're watching. We can't wait to see. And before we leave to uh, just a quick shout out, Walt Disney's 122nd birthday was this week, December 5th. So (laughs) we certainly wouldn't be here talking about Disneyland without uh, his vision and drive. So Walt Disney, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Uncle Walt. (laughs) And we'll be back next week with more fun and exciting Disneyland experiences. Until then, take care and we'll see you real soon. Bye.